Music and murder contains violence, oh. profanity, oh. and graphic material that may not be suitable for children oh. or people with weak stomachs. Oh. Parental advisory is definitely recommended. Well, hello there. This is Music and Murder, the show that people literally kill or die to be on. I'm your host, Michael D. Keeney. My apologies that I'm running a little late on releasing episodes. It's been a long, hard, thick, veiny, throbbing year for me thus far. I caught COVID on January 2nd, destroyed my right ankle on January 28th, and then caught another head cold just a couple weeks ago. All while going to grad school full-time three hours away from my house. Haven't caught a break in quite a while. Thankfully, I have this podcast that doesn't make a scent. Nah, I love this podcast. If I didn't, I wouldn't do it, right? It's not like it's paying my rent. I got a few emails by guys with lifted trucks giving me some shit about episode 10, where I stated that most of them have tiny dicks. So in efforts to try and make this better, I'd like to just say that dudes in lifted trucks have ginormous, swinging porn star dicks down to their knees. So there you go. Now leave me the fuck alone about it. Tonight will be the first episode ever that deals exclusively with a biological male being killed by a biological female. And the male was actually a successful up-and-coming rapper from Atlanta named Red Beezy. Also, this is the most current episode that I've ever put out on the show, so we'll have lots of good clips as well. I hope you enjoy it. And if there's any lessons to be learned about tonight's show, it's that domestic violence comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. There's just as many crazy bitches out there as there are crazy dickheaded dudes. We just tend to hear about the latter. If you or someone you know is dealing with domestic abuse of any kind, please seek help immediately and do everything in your power to get yourself or them out of the toxic situation. Otherwise, I might just end up telling your life story, followed, of course, by your death story. And none of us want that. None of us want that. Sit back, crank up this episode, spend some time with me. We both need it. So without further ado, here is the Raheem Grant episode, also known as the Red Beezy episode. I hope you enjoy it. And more importantly, I hope that you learn something. An aspiring rapper gives his all to achieve his dream. He had already accomplished a whole lot, performing and opening up for, you know, Ludacris. I make more money in a month week than a month make all their life. It's saying things like, I make more motherfucking money in a week than a motherfucker make all their life that will get you a great spot on this show. If and when you ever make lots of money, try your best to refrain from bragging. It's much better, smarter, and wise to always remain humble and learn to shut the fuck up. Talking like that will get you enemies, get you sued, beat down, or possibly even killed. Raheem Grant, aka Red Beezy, was an up-and-coming rapper out of Clayton County, Georgia. For those of you who don't know anything about Clayton County, it's the sixth most populated area in Georgia, hosting around 300,000 people. 
Now, I don't ever talk about ethnic race on this show, or religion, politics, Will Smith, or vaccines. But let's just say that white folks such as myself make up a very tiny part of the population in this region of North Central Georgia. One thing to mention as well about Clayton County is that it's literally 17 minutes away from Atlanta, which is the home of nearly 6 million people in one of the biggest cities in the United States. It borders the Appalachian Mountains that you hear so many country singers reference in their songs. Also, for you country fans, Jason Aldean grew up literally just an hour away from Raheem Grant, who I will now refer to simply as Beezy, because you know I absolutely cannot stand to say more syllables than I absolutely have to. I hate syllables. Even the word syllable is fucking stupid. Also on a personal level, I need to let you know that I am being monitored because I am a plaintiff in a very extremely emotional, difficult lawsuit that is getting ready to go to trial. And if it actually does, maybe I'll talk about it on here. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll have a good outcome to have 50,000 therapists listen to me whine. However, if it doesn't actually reach trial, I will have to take it to my grave, which I will. So I'm just sharing this with you because sharing is caring and caring is very nice. So I'm trying to be very nice. So way back in 2013, nine years ago, for all of you math-challenged people, BZ played at a nightclub. And he met a lady named Sierra Harp, who at the time was a music promoter for different nightclubs and the nightclub that he played at, obviously. After the two met, Sierra saw something in BZ and asked him to hire her so she could take over his PR work. BZ did, in fact, hire Sierra Harp, and that decision changed his life forever. Now, from the very beginning, BZ and Harp's relationship was a little skewed and disarrayed. Within just two months of their first initial meeting, Harp allegedly drugged BZ's drink, and the two then had intercourse. And voila, just like that, Harp was pregnant with her new baby daddy, BZ the rapper, who makes more money in a week than most people make in a lifetime. Now, I'd like to emphasize that reports and documentaries state that Harp did in fact drug Beezy, but how a woman can drug a man and then make his dick hard and make him come inside of her is kind of beyond me. I, I don't really get that. Perhaps she drugged him with Viagra instead of GBH? I don't know. I'm not really into the drug thing as far as like believing it in this situation. I'm thinking BZ was so embarrassed that he was having a kid with a crazy woman like Sierra Harp that he had to make up like some stupid story like he was drugged. If you know of a drug that women can slip into guys' drinks and it doesn't affect their ability to get erect or ejaculate, please send me an email at murdercast at mail.com or message me on my IG, music underscore murder underscore podcast, and let me know what the hell this shit is, because I've never heard of it. Now before we go any further, I really think it's important that I play a song from BZ, because honestly, I think he was pretty talented. I like grimy rap, and some of his stuff is good. I wouldn't call it fire, but I do like it. I listen to a lot of his songs, which are all collaborations with other artists, and they're all well produced and listenable. This is my favorite 
out of his compilation, and it is called Ken Griffey Jr., and it features Dobie. Crank it up, and I'll be right back to continue our story. So, be right back. The kid! What more can you say about Ken Griffey Jr.? Think about this. No scandals, no controversy, no steroids. A real hero that we can be proud of. I'm fucking bad bitches. Hitting grand slams. Coming copper chicken. For for 24 bands. Who you will, nigga? I'm Ken Griffey Jr., ho. The kid! I'm Ken Griffey Jr., ho. Seattle Kush. Cincinnati plug. That fish scale clean, but I got it out the mud. Who you I'm Ken Griffin Jr. Ho. The kid. I'm Ken Griffin Jr. Ho. Yeah. I found out I wasn't making playing baseball. So what you did, nigga? So I started slanging eight balls. Yeah. I could get a whole brick on my face card. And a nigga so fly need a K-bone. See them bad bitches and pull out the bait for them. 28 DUBs, what I'm skating on. Floaters. Go and tell them little nigga get they hate on. They throwing curveballs that I ain't struck out. Nah. Still got them in them bags in the dugout. Had to scrape it out the street. Look how much I dug out. Million dollars mean I turned the clubhouse to a plug house. Yeah. Bro, got lean. Shout it, sound bugging out. <laughs> and I made a con when she seen me lean is fucking off. Dummy. I made 21. Now you niggas in you trouble. Niggas trouble. And I bought some new wood. Louisville slugger. <laughs> I'm fucking bad bitches. Hitting grand slams. Yeah. Coming copper chicken. For, for 24 bands. Who you will, nigga? I'm Ken Griffith Jr. Ho. The kid. I'm Ken Griffith Jr. Ho. Yeah. Seattle Kush. Strong. Cincinnati plug. Yeah. That fish scale clean, but I got it out the mud. Who you will, nigga? I'm Ken Griffith Jr. Ho. The kid. I'm Ken Griffith Jr. Ho. Yeah. Step up to the plate. Clutching on my gun. Walk, walking Lennox Mall. Busy hitting home run. Gucci on my draw, Farrah got my long gun. Yo, bitch, bust a nut every time my song gone. I'm that nigga, take your girl, then I give a bag. I'm trying to buy the whole world, I can't save a bitch. But I can make a check, I can make a bed, I can make a Benz with my fucking wrist. I, I got two cups while I'm working two stoves. I, I got two sluts watching over two hoes. Fucking for the cash, and they selling gas. King Griffey Jr. flexing on y'all niggas ass. I'm fucking bad bitches. King Grand Slam. Coming copper chicken for 24 bands. Who you will, nigga? I'm King Griffey Jr. The kid. I'm King Griffey Jr. Yeah. Seattle Kush. Cincinnati plug. That fish scale clean, but I got it out the mud. Who you will, nigga? I'm King Griffey Jr. The kid. I'm King Griffey Jr. Yeah. Junior is the man. Gold gloves, stolen bases. Junior's done it all. As Junior sat in the background overcoming injuries, we were not to know at the time that the truest superstar was yet to come. Junior balls and I'm over in Grand Slam. I move chickens, I ain't talking honey bay ham. I'm talking gold blocks, yeah, them square things. All honey's pussy, I don't need your damn chains. Them packs running in, them packs running out. BGM the mall, we band running in the drought. All you talking shit? 
Pussy a dead shook O's in your jersey like Westbrook BGM we next up CVM we next up Audemars on my wrist I think I need a checkup Junior bugger mob tied down I say flex though Pussy niggas is high Yeah you better get your checkup I'm fucking bad bitches Hitting grand slams Come and cop a chicken For 24 bands Who you will nigga? I'm Ken Griffith Jr. The kid I'm Ken Griffith Jr. Yeah Well, goddamn, if it's not raining motherfucking music and murder all up in this bitch. This is motherfucking Joe Exotic, motherfucker. And if you would like to get your stupid fucking music on this show, or you would like to be a motherfucking guest on this show, please just message that Michael motherfucking D fucking Kenny on his IG fucking stupid page, music underscore murder underscore podcast, and follow his dumb motherfucking ass, and he'll follow you back. And if you like this show, please share it and leave good motherfucking feedback. And if you see that motherfucking Carol Baskin who's causing all this inflation and attacking Ukraine and spreading that motherfucking coronavirus, you tell that bitch that Joe's got a motherfucking present for her and she ain't gonna like it. Spoiler alert, it's a motherfucking bullet, motherfucker. A bullet from a mullet, motherfucker. Fuck that Carol fucking Baskin! So again, that was Red Beezy, who I am referring to simply as Beezy. And that was his song, Ken Griffey Jr. Look it up on iTunes or wherever you buy your music, on Spotify or whatever. The guy has some great stuff on there, and I'm sure that any proceeds will go towards helping his family, especially his daughter, Angel. So to pick up right where we left off in 2013, Beezy and Sierra Harp meet. She allegedly drugs him, takes advantage of him sexually, and gets pregnant from one single sexual encounter. I call complete bullshit, but I wasn't there. I was actually in California all through 2013, so I have no clue exactly what happened. But still, it's pretty hard to stomach, especially when you hear people talk about Sierra Harp like they do. Sounds like she's quite a fucking cunt. Just wait until I play the clip of her mother speaking in court during her sentencing. But let's keep it in chronological order for now. So Sierra and Beezy meet, and they have a child together, a baby girl named Angel. Harp and Beezy were both 26 at the time that Angel was born in November of 2014. They tried to work things out and stay together for Angel's sake, but it just wasn't in the cards. And according to interviews with family and friends, by 2017, when Angel was just two, Beezy just wasn't in the harp anymore. But he did love his daughter, and he did try to stick around and provide for harp and Angel because he wanted his daughter in his life. I'm sure some of you listening can relate. The new norm these days is to love your kids but hate the fucking person that you conceived them with, right? It's a daunting, extremely fucked up task. And you know who gets the worst of it? The kids. I know this. 
my parents divorced before I was even two years old. Then my dad married a woman that didn't want him to be in my life. And my mother dated dickhead after dickhead until she literally found and married Satan himself, who she's still with today. And yeah, I'm fucking whining because it sucks. And people who can't stay together or don't truly love each other just fuck kids up. So please try not to have kids if you're not ready or mature enough to raise kids. Because doing that really fucks their lives up. Okay? Okay. Now, BZ and Harp decided in the beginning of 2017 to break up. But wait, there's more. They decided to continue to live together. Because we all know that not being together, but continuing to live together is literally the smartest thing to do in the entire universe. It's right up there with long distance dating. Only worse because you're literally close enough to fucking kill each other. So BZ, being a rap star and an all-around good-looking dude, fit, you know, he pretty much had everything, made a lot of money, as he stated, wanted nothing to do with Harp anymore. He wanted to move on. He was ready to move on. But there was that problem, that fucking problem of her still living with him, right? So what could he do? Well, they fought, and they fought. And then they fought until one cold, cold night on December 29th, the fighting finally stopped. Here's a little clip of what kind of sorta happened. And remember, the truth is different than what is initially perceived at this moment in time. The 911 call was made by a downstairs neighbor of Sierra Harps. Uh, after everything had happened, she picked up her three-year-old daughter and fled to this neighbor's house, I'm sorry, the neighbor's apartment, and knocked on the door. And she's standing there holding a baby, and she has blood all over her. And she told the neighbor that there was a, something that had happened in her apartment, and she needed to come in, and she needed to call the police. Now, when the police were called, of course, they did show up. When they did show up, and they did make their way into the apartment, this is what they saw. Most of the bottom of his body was in the bathroom, and then the top portion of his body was laying face down in the bedroom. Officers were able to observe at least three bullet wounds, two in his back and one in his head. Police realized pretty quickly that, that he was not alive when they got there. There was a lot of blood on the wall. They found seven shell casings. Uh, they found a few around his body, and then one was actually on the bed. So yes, you're hearing all of this correctly. Sierra Harp runs to the neighbor's house. She needs the police because she just shot Beezy seven fucking times, right? Seven shells were found, and two of those shots were into his head. We will get into all that in just a second. This is a song called To Hell With You from the band Vultures Over Vegas, which features a friend of mine that I was in a band with for a long time named David Askew. And David Askew actually wrote one of Ace Freely from Kiss's main songs called Outer Space. 
It was on Guitar Hero and all kinds of really cool shit. In fact, Ace Freely even had to take out a restraining order against Dave. I don't know like the details for that, but we will have to have David on the show and we could talk all about that. But as for now, this is Vultures Over Vegas with To Hell With You. to tell you I am killing my feelings No, I can't climb inside your walls anymore So when you shatter your wine glass ceiling Don't cut your throat on our broken words I had to sell you on a made-up story Now I can't carry that lie in my eyes Seems like we're jumping from the 13th story Feels good letting go of all the wells up inside To hell with you And all you put me through
I just want to reiterate something really fast. I know a lot of musicians, and literally last month alone I had over a hundred people submit songs for this show. So if you know me, and you see me, and you tell me, hey check out my stuff and play it on the show, I most definitely am not going to do that. But, however, if you do email me an mp3 of your song at murdercast at mail.com, again that is murdercast at mail.com, if I like it, I will play it. And I do like all genres. It just needs to be recorded good and you need to actually have a good song. And I'll play it at some point. I promise. I give you my word. Pinky swear. Oh, and if you would like to be a guest on the show to where we could talk about the episode, I would love that if you have a true crime background and you actually know a little bit about what you're talking about, because obviously I don't. So I like to have people on that actually know what the fuck they're talking about. So keep that in mind. Keep the email. Also, you can message me on my IG. You could follow me and I will follow you back. It is music underscore murder underscore podcast. Very, 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 very simple. Extremely simple. So, okay. Um, I'm just enjoying this nice, happy song for a second because, you know, on this show we talk about a lot of uh, really sad stuff. So, just kind of letting it fade out a little bit here. Here it goes. It's, it's getting ready to fade out now. We're going to get back to the story right where we left off. Thank you. So Sierra Harp shoots rapper Raheem Grant, aka Red Beezy, who I am referring to as Beezy on this show. He is the biological father of Sierra Harp's baby girl, Angel, who is three years old at this time. The date is Friday, December 29th. The time is approximately 10.50 p.m. and the location is Clayton County, Georgia. Beezy and Sierra Harp were both 29 at this time. They were 25 when they met, 26 when their daughter Angel was born, and 29 when one of them died and the other one went to prison for murder. This is truly a horrible and devastating story of what could have beens, what should have beens, and what tragically actually happened instead. And what exactly did happen that cold night in Georgia on December 29th? We'll never know the exact details to what led up to the shooting. But what we do know is, Beezy began recording the physical altercation between himself and Sierra Harp on his cell phone, as his mother instructed him to do during one of their discussions about Harp and her obsession and her unwillingness to leave. I tried like hell to get the video, but all I could find is little bits and pieces of it. But police reports stated that the video was several minutes long and begins with Beezy's bloody face and him stating that Sierra Harp was doing this to him, with her screaming in the background. The video then goes on to show Harp shooting Beezy several times. As Beezy cried out to her to just hold his daughter one more time before he died, 
From the clips that I heard, it was fucking horrifying. How Sierra Harp even had to go to her neighbor's house to call the police is beyond me. It seems like they would have already been called numerous times before the fight ended, being that there was a lot of screaming, stabbing, and, of course, gunshots ringing out. Now, if that's not bad enough, let me tell you the part that really makes Sierra Harp literally the diabolical evil monster cunt of the century. This bitch literally began stabbing herself all over her legs to make it look like BZ did this to her. And she shot him seven times in self-defense. That was her story. So after killing this man on his cell phone while he's recording, she then begins to stab herself in the legs. Harp actually stabbed herself so bad that she bled out enough to almost die. And it's kind of a shame that she didn't, in my opinion. The world would be better off without her. Not only did she kill this man in cold blood, not only did she do it just because he didn't want to be with her crazy ass anymore, but she also tried to make it look like he was attacking and stabbing her, thus adding insult to injury by ruining his reputation, by plotting to make it look like he was an abusive asshole that beats women. And she did this all with her three-year-old daughter, right there. This bitch should have just killed herself, in my opinion. The only thing in the world that kept her from getting away with this was the cell phone footage. That was it. If there was no cell phone footage, she would have gotten away with it. I wonder how many times this type of incident occurred when there was no cell phone footage. Listen to this. It'll kind of reiterate what I just said and help put it in perspective. It's the police officer that actually worked the case. I can give you his name, but you really don't give a fuck anyway. Here's the clip. The one big box that was left to be checked off was how do we get into Raheem's phone? Because you, well, detectives can get a search warrant, but it's not always necessarily going to happen that we can get into that phone. So this was actually rather crafty detective work on the, the part of the Clayton County Police Department. She was not, Sierra was not a suspect. At this point, she was a witness. So the detectives actually called Sierra up and said, hey, we're about ready to close this case. The one thing that's left to remain though, we'd like to get into Raheem's phone and see if there's any further evidence that we need, but there's a passcode on it. Do you happen to know what that passcode is? And she gave them the passcode to get into the phone. Well, the first image on the first video is Raheem's bloody face. So that's, that's the first thing he looks at. And the first video is Raheem talking to his phone. And he says, y'all see this? This is what that bitch Sierra Harp did to me. And it's his bloody face. And you can hear Sierra yelling in the background. She's yelling, really Raheem? Really? And he's saying, you see this? I, I think it, the moment that she snapped was when she realized she, he's videotaping this. He's going to, he gets to play this over and over and over and that's it. I'm, I'm not gonna let him do this to me. I'll show him. That's when she went out and picked the gun up and she, she took over his position of power. And then she realized, now I'm in the power position that I've always sought. Now you're on the ground and you're begging me to help you. And that's what she had wanted from Raheem. 
and she took advantage of that power position. And she shot him five more times, ultimately killing him. Can you believe that? Can you believe that Sierra Harp gave the police the code to Beezy's phone? She realized that Beezy was recording the whole thing and she still gave the police the code. I've tried and I've tried to figure out why. Why she would have been so sloppy as to give the police key evidence to lock her ass away forever. And I just can't figure it out. So after the police see the cell phone footage, well, guess what happens next? Hmm. You guessed it. They arrest Sierra Harp for the murder of Raheem Grant, a.k.a. Red Beezy. Now we will be right back after this song from yours truly called Tattooed Country Boy. It's the last single that I ever put out and it's all over Pandora and anywhere you stream just in case you ever want to hear it again. I will be right back with what happens to Sierra Harp and a few clips that you really don't want to miss. And if you don't like my song, if you don't like it, just forward that shit. I'm not going to cry, I promise. But I do hope you like it. Be right back. Like a hillbilly rock star rolling in a cheap car. Will your best get out of my way? Cause my boys have been drinking. No, we ain't a thinking. Tonight it's time to play. Girls love about the romance. Cause we don't dance Because we don't know how But we'll get the party cranking When we throw some hank in We say how you like me now Well if you don't know How I roll Now you know You can call me a redneck Or a dumb head Or anything you want But I'm proud of where I came from And I don't Boy. Yeah, tattoo country boy And we gonna get in a little bit of trouble right about now And we're breaking out the moonshine Everybody make a line Cause I'm tending by for you Everybody yelling sheepdog Jumping like a bullfrog Hell, I'm jumping like one, two Girls laugh about the romance Cause we don't dance Because we don't know how But we'll get the party smashing Throw some Johnny Cash in We say, how you like me now? And if you don't know Country. 
destroyed Now I'ma make your mama crazy You can call me a redneck or a dumb heck For anything you want But I'm proud of where I came from And I don't run From anything at all Need a bottle of JD And a lady And a guitar to destroy Cause I'm a tattooed country boy Raheem Grant, a.k.a. Red Beezy, was talented. I'm not sure if you were able to tell who he was in the song of his that I played, but he had a very unique voice and style. He was a good-looking guy. He had the world by the balls. But he just needed to do one thing. He needed to get away from Sierra Harp, who was obsessed with him. But he needed to accomplish this in a manner that would still allow him to be able to see his daughter. This one thing turned out to be the one thing that BZ just couldn't make happen. Raheem Grant left this world way too soon. He left this world with the mother of his baby girl shooting him seven times with his own Ruger LCP 380 pistol. Here's a reporter that was covering the story for the main news channel in Clayton County. His name is Tom Jones. I really wanted to play this clip because I like what he had to say in regards to this tragic event and what he had to say about Raheem in general. I think Raheem should be remembered as uh, someone who, if he was a book, we never got the chance to read that book to the end. We never got a chance to get to the conclusion and see how his rap career would have ended, how high he would have gone, how low he would have gone. We never got to see him reach his full potential. And more importantly, we never got to see him age and become an even better dad. That is definitely, definitely the tragic truth. His daughter Angel, who is now eight years old, by the way, is now living a life without a mother or a father. But at least, at least she has two grandmothers that are now raising her that absolutely love her to death. Her paternal grandmother seems like an amazing lady. On a good and funny note, here is her talking about Rahim when he told her one day that he wanted to leave behind educational rap to become a gangster rapper, which I think is a conversation every gangster rapper should have with their mother before pursuing that particular career. Well, my son, Raheem. Raheem was one of a kind. When he was born, he was always into exploring different things. Um, he was very smart. He always had a great memory. He could remember your phone number. A lot of times we would laugh because like, if you give him your phone number, he will call you back. He's been into entertainment ever since he was like three and a half years old. 
Yes, he um, started doing the drums, and then he went from there on the microphone. And then when I did a TV show, he wanted to be the educational rapper, and that's when I started to um, work with him in the business of entertainment. Where he became a teenager, and he was like, you know what, I think I want to change from being the educational rapper to being a gangster rapper. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, no, no, we, we, we're not gonna talk about it. I don't think we wanna do that. And then he was like, well, I, I really do. I wanna change uh, and be a gangster rapper because he know he couldn't do that when he was younger. But once he became, um, I think, up in the, his teens and got legitim legitimate, as they say, a legitimate age, he decided then that he wanted to be um, an um, gangster rapper. And um, that's what we started, he started doing on his own with me as his manager. And I always helped him with his career. Now, you know you have an awesome mother when she not only gives you her blessing to sing about hoes, dubs, keys of cocaine, and shooting people, but she actually becomes your manager. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of a show I used to watch as a kid called Leave It the Beaver. Oh, the good old days. So what about that monster cunt Sierra Harp, you ask? Well, she was sentenced to 125 years. And she is never, ever, ever, never getting out of prison. Now, one more thing to add to this twisted tale. Sierra's own mother sat in the courtroom and asked the judge to not only give her the longest sentence possible, but also that she be sterilized as well. Just in case a prison guard tried to get all up in that, you know? Kind of like Orange is the New Black. Listen to this. This is my favorite clip of the entire episode. This was something else. It was a startling turn of events. A mother took the stand during her daughter's sentencing and let her have it. Oh yeah, Channel 2's Tom Jones is live in Clayton County. Tom, the defendant's mother, asked the court to give her daughter the maximum punishment. Javita Sierra Harp's mother asked the judge to give her daughter life without parole, and she told Harp there are consequences when you are manipulative, when you are a liar, and when you are a murderer. With no regards whatsoever, you murdered and you snatched Angel's dad away from her. One relative after the other. I hope God don't have mercy on your soul as you didn't have mercy on his. Took the stand during this sentencing hearing for convicted murderer Sierra Harp. So we're asking that the court impose the maximum punishment. But none had the impact of Harp's own mother. You reveled in disrespect, foolery, and ignorance. Adrena Thurman gave her daughter a tongue lashing. Wherever you went, chaos and trouble was sure to follow. A jury convicted Harp last month for the murder of Raheem Grant, the father of her child. Harp recorded herself shooting Grant multiple times over several minutes in front of their daughter. Harp gave her mother the stink eye and mouth of profanity, then called her a female dog after she lit into her. Thurman said Grant told her days before his murder he was improving his life and had new plans. I know for a fact these plans did not include you. She thinks that's why Harp murdered Grant. Grant's mother wanted the death penalty, but it wasn't on the table. You showed no mercy for my son, Sierra, and I asked the court to show no mercy for you. 
And the judge delayed sentencing Harp until later this month because one of her attorneys left the case. We're live in Clayton County. Tom Jones, Channel 2 Action News. Now, I know in that clip, it doesn't actually have her mother saying that she wanted her to be sterilized, but trust me, her mother did say that she wanted her to be sterilized. And uh, on that note, that wraps up episode 11. 11 episodes of my dumb ass talking about murders. Imagine that shit. It's crazy. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you follow me on IG. I hope you share the show. I hope that you let me know if there's anything that you want me to like change. I won't do it, but I hope you let me know. And one more time, guys and guys that have lifted trucks have big dicks, okay? Let's just let's just get that out there. So, they all have big dicks. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to my dumbass talk. And until next time, always remember, just because you're paranoid does not mean that they're not out to get you. Because Sierra Harps and people like her are out there. And they're out to fucking get you. I'm going to leave you with a song from the Jim Carroll band. The song is called People Who Died. And I think it fits the show very well. Till next week or next time, or next month, or next year, till the next episode, enjoy your life. You never know how long you have.
bikers He said, hey, I know it's dangerous But it sure beats Rikers But the next day he got off By the very same bikers Eddie, I miss you more than all the others. This song is for you, my brother. <laughs> 